while serving God and then the next thing you know it's a train wreck this image has been in my mind for quite some time mostly this week has just become uh, very vivid and uh, you probably have seen some of these videos but and I've watched three or four here lately but I don't know if y'all ever see uh, in these times of flooding that things start to get washed away and if you ever watch the videos where a house actually slides away into a river and it's floating and it's just the whole house is floating down the river. I got a picture of a two-story white house, really nice. It just slid on into the river and it's floating down the river. And all of a sudden there's a bridge it's about to run into and it hits that bridge and it's completely demolished. It's just totally wrecked. And I've watched people's lives become that same scenario. And, and, I, and I've wondered, how does this happen? Who wants to take every precaution that that would not happen in your life or in maybe one of your disciples' life? And so that's why I'm going to preach this message today uh, part of it I searched the scriptures for myself because it really gets discouraging when people you love and you've invested in like this guy went to jail I mean that that is somewhat discouraging it's, it's just real you can't deny the facts you can't deny the truth you can't deny where he is so something happened and of course apparently he kind of caught himself and really prison's a safe place you'll get preached to there but you don't have to go to jail to change. <laughs> let's, let's let something happen in the freedoms that we live in right now. I preached a part of this message, I don't know, maybe three months ago. We've been talking about a discipleship. So I want to hit this subject again. And if you would, you go to Matthew 7, uh, verse 24. Uh, we've been talking about praying, you know, ask, you'll receive. Seek, you'll find. Knock, doors will be open. That's different levels, stages of prayer. How to treat people, how to work in our relationships. And uh, Jesus, in Matthew 24, you know, it's about uh, the Sermon on the Mount. So he said a whole lot. He was teaching people, you know, and, and he said a whole lot, but then he gets to this place where he's speaking to his disciples, and this is what he says. Therefore, whoever hears these things of mine and does them, the emphasis is on does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. Don't we all know this story? And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on the house and it did not fall. Tell your neighbor you're not going to fall. You got a plan on not falling. You got to prepare not to fall. You got to build your life right to not fall. For it was founded on a rock. That has something to do with foundation right there. Founded on a rock. 
founded on something secure. But everyone who hears these things of mine and does not do them. So there again, the emphasis is on doing. You know, what if you do it, you'll stay secure. You're in a safe place. You'll have longevity. But if you don't uh, abide, be obedient to, good word, obedient, apply and practice my sayings, you're like a foolish man, or we can say a fool, who built his house on the sand. Now, when this was written, this was written in the, the Mideast, and you could build a home in those days in that area in a place that, you know, it's kind of a dry area that you could actually build a house in a place that you didn't know could be flooded. Y'all ever watch these videos and it's like this desert? And then all of a sudden, there comes this raging, large quantity of water. And it's like, where did that come from? Well, it came from way above where those people were. And so in these days, people could actually build their lives or their house in a river sand bed and not even know what was above them or what could possibly happen. And so this was very relevant uh, to the day. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house and it fell and great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority. So Jesus is speaking this and Jesus has all authority. He knows. <laughs> he knows what's best for us so we need to pay attention. Now I've talked about this in the past but I'm going to say it again because it's pertinent to our time. It's very important to have a foundation. And your foundation will be your invisible advantage. You see people soaring, and everybody started out the same. You know, if you go to Sugar Mill, almost every house looks similar. Roof styles, entrances where the garage is and so we can all we all look good look around we, we all look good but staying good and continuing in the Lord has a lot to do with what you don't see right now all those houses in sugar mill can look the same they are all beautiful but the foundation of the houses will depend whether they last. And so, and you can also look at a slab of a house. It could be three inches, three foot, or 30 foot, and you would not know how deep that foundation went. You just don't know. You're with me. And it, it, sometimes we like to build above before we build below. And if y'all watch this school going up down here, it looks like it's going to be a fabulous place. It really does. But they worked on the foundation for a year. And it's always you pass, it's muddy, there's a lot of equipment out there. They're just dragging dirt around. 
and then they start digging and throwing dirt around and there's no material and it's just like what are they doing it's almost like a waste of time y'all know where Louisiana uh, the mall of Louisiana is? they worked on that that place for 10 years when they started the foundation work out there I cut the timber before they started uh, moving the dirt around Bon Marche was big mall it was doing good and I'm thinking why would somebody want to start a mall there we got a mall we don't need another mall and in my mind my perspective y'all wasting your time and then they threw dirt around they actually moved that bayou they moved it about of a quarter of a mile in places it just relocated all of the the land mass and then they started mounding up dirt and then they started building the foundations of all of those buildings out there. And to me, it made no sense. But somebody saw something that was needed in the future that I didn't see. And somebody took the time and invested the money in it that it would still be running today. And so it's, it's a shame in Christianity and oftentimes we're just ignorant of it or we don't have an understanding or somebody doesn't talk about it that we would rather build on top before we build things on bottom because everybody likes what looks up good. It looks good up here. It's not muddy. I mean, it's the walls, it's the brick, it's the roof, it's the windows, it's the front door. Y'all understand it's the sheetrock, it's the molding, it's the kitchen, the kitchen appliances, and who doesn't want all of that? But you understand, we have to start with the foundation. So even this morning, we may have to back up a little bit because we can be in Christ and we can be going forward, but there could still be some cracks in our foundation. And that's, that what, that's what happens in Christianity down the road that you just didn't have the foundation in this area. So let's look at Luke 6, 46. This is Jesus speaking again, but there's one little line that he spoke here that wasn't in Matthew. And I did talk about this in the past, but we're going to talk about it again today because I want everybody here to have longevity. We don't want to leave anybody behind. We want to all move forward. We, we don't, well, listen, listen to this. But why do you call me Lord, Lord? and do not do the things which I say. This is Jesus speaking to disciples. You calling me this, but you won't listen to me. You're still doing things on your own. You call me Lord, Lord, but I've spoke these things and you're not being obedient and you're not practicing these things. You're not making them applicable in your life. You call me Lord, Lord, and do and not do the things which I say. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, there's the word again, the emphasis is on the do, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. So in this uh, gospel, it talks about not only laying a foundation, but we have to do something. We have to dig deep. I went change a fence post out at one of our rentals the other day. 
And I just started digging. And as soon as I started digging, I hit a tree root about that big around. And I know I couldn't just set the post on top of the tree root. And then, you know, the post is about four inches in the ground. That's, it wouldn't be a foundation. It, it needs to be something secure. So I went and got my chainsaw, 16 inch scale, cranked it up. I just stuck to, I know it's gonna ruin the, the blade, I know it. Because when you put steel and sand together, something's gonna get dull, right? Don't put, I told y'all don't put the saw in the ground. Put it in the tree. How many times you had to say that? And so, man, I'm like, I, I tried chipping on it with an axe. I did all these things. Finally, I, just, I decided I'm going to pay the cost. I'm going to pay for a chain, but I'm going to cut that root out the way. So I cranked up that saw. I stuck that saw blade about, I know, about 10 inches in the ground. Yeah, throwing mud out and chips of wood. I cut a square hole. I pull a chunk of wood out. And then I got my post hole digger and I went down to something hard and I set that post in there and I put that dirt around it and I packed it and that post is standing like this. <laughs> Immovable, steadfast, it ain't going nowhere. And when I started to read this and we're big on that, on this here, I realized what a foundation really was. It's character. Character is, is, a, is an object not moving, whether it's you, me, or something else. It is fixed. It's not moving. I remember years ago, uh, there was an election of sheriff in Plaquemine, and my daddy was holding me as a little boy behind, around those big old oak trees at the courthouse, and uh, it was still daylight. I remember seeing the statue of this Civil War soldier. And he's just like this. And that was, I don't know, that was 60 years ago. And you know how he is now? He's still like this. <laughs> Never move. Hurricanes, wind, weather, bird poop, <laughs> squirrels gnawing at the marble. I mean, people mowing, weed eating, everything that went on, he's still like this. We need some of that. Without it, you won't last. I'm not speaking negative, but without your character being built, you just will not last. When you see people, maybe in ministry, or just a Christian, a believer, that has not only initial success, but a legacy of success, and then you see it in their children, then you see it in their children's children. You understand? You're looking at what's been built on the surface, but they invested underground. They invested in things in their life that nobody else cared for or nobody else considered because somebody spoke to them and somebody said, you got to do this. Listen, this man was just telling me some stuff that I don't know I could have done. When he was here, he started having eyes on this girl. And if I'd have known that, I'd help you out. <laughs> and so he went back, told his pastor, and his pastor said, listen, 
I don't want you speaking to her any longer. You're in Bible school. You need to stay focused. You don't need to be doing that right now. Most Christians would flip off the pastor because the flesh, and you probably kind of felt like that, but you did it. Did it pay off? Good investment. Just, you know why? Your pastor knew you were not ready because apparently maybe you didn't do relationships good before, so you needed to build your foundation in relationships, so he wanted you to dig down to get to the place that you could handle the blessing of the Lord that he sent you. And apparently, you've done it. Could we go on? A wise man who built his house on the rock. I looked up the word wise. The Greek word is phronimos. And this is what it means to be thorough, thoughtful, keen mental discernment, a good perception, good judgment, shrewd, sensible, clever, knowledgeable. It denotes practical skill, a cautious character. This is what character is. Jesus said it. The one that hears my sayings and do them. That's character. I'm talking biblical character. He hears my sayings and he does them. He does. He does them. You can does or do's. It doesn't matter. Just apply it to your life. He hears my saying and he does them. So this, this is a person that's not going to be swayed because they've dug down deep. This is a person that has a foundation in that area and they will withstand the pressures of their surrounding. Psalm 11.3 says this, if the foundations are destroyed, what will the righteous do? They probably won't continue to be righteous. Well, I love the Lord. And part of why I got her to come up here, because the touch that she got, who, who would not want that? I mean, and when she spoke it to me, she almost collapsed on the floor because she stepped right back into that eternal place. The power of God hit her, and I'm thinking, she's reliving this moment right now. And I mean, who doesn't want that? And we call this the river because we want to flow. But listen, you have got to have a foundation. We need to enjoy all the power of God, all the miracles, all the supernatural, the anointing, the joy, the peace. I mean, my God, we can't go on without that, but we have got with only joy. And joy is a strength. The only. With only coming to church or with only a couple of scriptures, you're not going to make it. You need a foundation in many, many areas of your life. The Bible says that, you know, um, don't be discouraged. You know, stay steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the labors or the work of the Lord, for your labor will not be in vain. Many people get discouraged, so down the road, they're no longer in the Lord. They've, they've gotten distracted, they've gotten discouraged, and, and now it's like they just give, give up. So they, they never see the fruit of their labor. We were talking about it the other day. You know, if you don't stay in Christ, the ones you're praying for, they'll come around to receive the Lord, and you're not here. 
How many times has that happened? <laughs> There's probably some people in this church that somebody that was in this church asked you to come and now you here and they're not. Right. Is that true? Yes. Only because their foundation wasn't secure. Because you, you would, listen, Jesus had a foundation in the Father and he could go on to the cross. You understand, he was, he was in a hostile area at the cross on this earth. Everyone rejected him, but yet he had a foundation in the Father, and he was immovable. He, he was, his fate, face was set to go to the cross. Nothing could stop him. There's a call on your life. There's things God wants you to do, and if you don't have this foundation, you won't do it. The deeper your foundation, the more likely you'll end up in the destination of the Lord. You can have a shallow, superficial, short <laughs> foundation. If you've been around me, I don't do any foundation lightly. I've been laughed at the way I start building things. People call it a waste of money. Y'all here. But if you're going to invest and spend too much time, energy, money, spend it in your foundation. You understand? If you got to overdo, overdo. But once you start building on the foundation, it lasts. Now listen, you know, we'll get to heaven. We'll stand before the, the judgment seat of Christ. And the Bible talks about that the fire will come test what was built. And what's burnt you understand, it wasn't built on the foundation. So it'll be destroyed. And it's the same thing in our everyday lives, what we build today. And we're going to talk about six different areas real quick. You have to have, you know, we have faith to hear. As a believer, you have faith to hear. I know you hear faith comes by hearing, but God gave you faith when you got saved, when you didn't hear nothing else but the gospel and receive Jesus Christ. And now, you have faith to hear. I'm going to wake you up right now. You have faith to hear. Yes. You have faith to hear. But what you hear, you must practice because faith without works is dead. It won't have any fruit. So dead faith is not working on a sure foundation of the result to come. Some of y'all will get that, get the tape, and just kind of go through it. We need stabilization because of our turbulent, shaky past. Anybody have a turbulent, shaky, fragmented, peace part? I didn't get this, I didn't get that. This one did this to me, da, 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 da. So anyway, we understand. I know this for a fact. I spot insecurity real quick. And I'm very sensitive to unsecure people because just talking to them they get all nervous and then correction you got to be careful with that because they're insecure but you see if you insecure you won't ever promote anybody you have to become strong if you're not comfortable in your own skin how are you going to help some other skin <laughs> you understand so we, we got to get a foundation. Really, if you're insecure, you're not standing on a good foundation. 
If you're still fearful, you're not on a good foundation. If you're still feeling like you're going to get rejected if you kind of open yourself up to somebody, you're still not on a sure foundation because you will get rejected again. I'm just telling you right now, but it doesn't matter if you're on a sure foundation. You're going to get rejected again. And so the foundation is the secret advantage because you can't see it. We all look the same. We all look the same. But the foundation is going to determine in two or three years of what you got. There's a lot of mental ascent. I'm telling you, some people in the church, they love their gift more than they love God. You know why? They have no foundation. They love the power more than they love the person, Jesus Christ. Why? Because they don't have a foundation. They're running with the gift. You understand, as long as people are applauding, they feel strong. And this is another thing. People love the gifts of God or the calling of God more than they love the church. Is that off? Is that like way off? Because the gifts are to edify the church. You understand? What you know and what you've attained from the Lord is to edify the church. And so if it's all about your gift, your talent, your power, your call, and you don't like the church, something's wrong. The foundation is you miss something somewhere. I know y'all heard this before, but when I got saved, I got so revved up. I'm not kidding. I got so revved up, and I loved my pastor so much. When they started having foundation classes during the regular service, I didn't go. I didn't want to meet with the chump in the back room when the main man of God with the power is speaking. But you know what? I missed out because I was listening to my pastor and it was all good, but I couldn't really hold on to everything because I didn't have the fundamental things of Christianity that came from those foundational classes. So years later, I had to go back through foundations and kind of got left behind, so to speak, in my own mind. But I had to go back and repair my foundation because I had cracks all over the place. And so you you got to listen. So let's, I, I, this, should be, this should be a pattern in your life. And listen, there's no condemnation, there's no shame, no guilt on anybody. We just, we have to set things in place so you'll have the foundation that you need. So just examine yourself. We're, we're talking about discipleship. Examine yourself when I go through these areas. Do you have a fixed devotional time, place? Don't get religious on me. Where you study the Bible, you read the Bible, you pray, you give with the Lord. If you don't, you're not building a good foundation. Because you can know what I know, but it'll never do you any good. You have to know what you know. You have to search the scriptures to show yourself approved. Not to get saved, but that you can be successful in many realms of your life. Y'all with me? And so you need to first have some type of fixed devotional. 
do I miss my prayer time and devotional? Yeah. So I'm not talking about being perfect. Do I oversleep? Yeah. But it's a pattern of my life. Man, I wish I would have got up. Or whatever. I don't know where your place or time is, but without a fixed time of devotion, you will find yourself biblically without a good foundation, spiritually speaking. You, it, I see it all the time. I love Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Isn't that good? But that's all they got. That's it. Y'all with me? Because then it comes to things like marriage. Do you have a successful marriage? Are you applying principles of God in your marriage. Listen, when you married as Christians, you better have a strong marriage because what God joined together, he wants to keep together, but you need a foundation in this area. You know, the wedding's great, but the marriage will kill you. <laughs> Y'all know what I mean. It's just like, yeah, man, let's get married. But you understand, you need some principles. You need the foundations of marriage. You need to know how to do relationships. Maybe your parents broke up. Maybe they got divorced. Maybe that runs through your family. So just to have a wedding, you, don't, you probably don't have it. And so I'm just throwing that out there. And then you have kids. How many of y'all know? Not in all cases, because sometimes we got to work things out in our physical bodies, but it's easy to have kids. I didn't have no problem at all. Not at all. It just, boom, you do that. Nine months later, boom, you do that. It's very easy to have kids. But how many of y'all know raising them is something else? And so you have to have an understanding of marriage. You have to have an understanding of how do you parent kids. And if you were not parented right, and it wasn't a biblical foundation, what in the world would think, how would you ever think that you would be able to parent correctly? Who ever heard about the terrible twos? How many of y'all know the terrible 20s follow the terrible twos? <laughs> and so if you got terrible twos, you shouldn't, but if you do, it's coming. And so you understand if, if we need to be taught in some areas because we just don't. How many of y'all know people of God perish because of lack of understanding, lack of knowledge, just they're ignorant in areas. Anybody ever been ignorant in areas? I mean, you know, we do things and we had no idea we were doing it all wrong. I ask this question all the time. This is a good place to be in the Lord. If you're doing something wrong, when would you want to know it? And so that's why you're in the face of God. Because I'm telling you, he loves us so much, he would not let us continue in the wrong way, doing the wrong thing. 
opposite. Only rebellion would allow that to continue to happen. The Lord would not allow that if we we say, Lord, create, create in me, Lord, a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And a steadfast spirit can only come by a very good foundation. This is not hard. We raise kids. We give them a foundation. I'm, I'm daddy. That's mama. They begin to see it. They begin to experience. But how many of y'all know there's people that don't even have that illustration in their lives? And so when they grow up, we can't get mad at them. They need to be taught. They need to get born again. They need to get Jesus in their life. They need to power the Holy Spirit. But they need to be taught in some areas. How about financial areas? We, we need to have a biblical understanding of how we should have or handle finances. How many of y'all know the lady that uh, she was asked, do you have money in your checking account? She said, yeah, I still got checks. How many of y'all know that's not even close to being right? But that's true in a lot of people's mind. How about wholeness of health? You ate fast foods all your life. You ate greasy foods, fried chicken all of your life. All you know is meat and potatoes. That's all you know is rice and beef and gravy. And that's it. That's all you ever eat. How many of y'all know it's, it's just going to not work well with you? There's a variety. It's called vegetables. It's called fruit. It's called diet, exercise, rest. I can't, I, I'm just telling you. I mean, we need to be whole in our health. We, I got 25 people signed up with me right now. I started my own, I started my own diet plan. It's called selfie. I know you like selfies. And this is what selfie means, an acronym. Start eating less food. Implement exercise. That's my own. Had a little advice come out here. That's it. it. You know what? Just start off, don't eat as much. Well, I got a slow, slow metabolism. But you got a fast, fast fork. I don't eat much. I eat like a bird. Big bird. And and there may be a small there may be a small percentage of people that may have some some, you know, some physical but listen. It's impossible. I don't eat nothing. You're lying. You're lying to yourself. You're deceiving yourself. There's no way you eat nothing. And need a cart at Walmart to ride around in. There's no way. There's no way. It doesn't work like that. Come on, let's be honest with ourselves. So we have to have a pattern of the of of uh, a pattern, a lifestyle in these. How about a church life? 
you got to have a church life. I mean, I've had so many people in my life I've raised up or raising up or discipling, and they just get tired of church. Pastor, I don't have a life anymore. You don't have a life anymore? You were going to hell before you came here. I don't have a social life. That's what was killing you. You don't need that social life. This is your social life. You understand? I'm telling you, this is our life. People want to be friends with me from some other place, some other church, some different. I mean, I just, I don't have time. This is my family. How many of y'all know when we were raising our kids, our priority was our family? This is who we take care of. This is the most valuable people to us. And it's the same way with the body of Christ. You become, we become very valuable to one another. And so you just can't spread yourself in so many different areas. You need to have a good pattern of going to church. Well, I'm saved. I don't need church. No foundation. Something's off. Because you can't serve Jesus without serving the physical body of Christ on earth. You can't love Jesus and hate the physical body of church. It's just something wrong. It's not right. All right. Let's check our foundations. There's only four. <laughs> and I read them. I wanted to pronounce them when I did, but I didn't. There's the foundation. There's the fool. There's the flood. And there's the fall. That's, that's all it's about. And so I want to talk. First of all, I already talked about the, the foundation. It's important, very important in your Christian walk. My first point is the fool fell. Jesus said the foolish man built his house on the sand. I have three S for the fool. He failed. A fool is flighty. A fool is always in a hurry. Y'all know anybody like that? Want to take shortcuts to make it big. You can't even do that in the process of sanctification. You understand? You can't become the Pope overnight. <laughs> a leader. Let me say it like that. You can't just, it take, it's a process. You got to get your pace. You got to stay in the process. The Bible says in Isaiah 28, 16, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Anybody ever just jump the gun? Come on! Come on! <laughs> in other words, you start doing something you're not ready for? You opened the gate, went through it before you should have. It's always a bummer. And I'm, I'm saying be timely, let's stay in the pace, but don't push the string in your, in your Christian growth. Get what you need. And if there's a crack in the foundation, just back up a little bit. Wherever you're struggling, that's the crack in the foundation. Because... If, there's, if you, you shouldn't struggle in things, not that it, it, you won't go through something, but it shouldn't take you out. I'm going to tell this story real quick. 
we were in New Orleans. You remember this? You were with me. Somebody stole my iPad, my laptop, and my telephone in one day. In one day in New Orleans. How many of y'all know you're not going to find that again? Well, I got kind of depressed. We were staying at this magnificent hotel, you know, planning on having a good time. Kevin and John were with us. Rachel was with us. And all of a sudden, everything that I need, all my messages, everything that, you know, that's vital, important, that's recorded, it's on those uh, instruments, devices. And so I found myself coming on this big patio of this huge, big, magnificent hotel at 1 o'clock in the morning just kind of depressed. Anybody ever just gets kind of depressed? And then Rachel, some kind of way, wandered out. You know, I, I don't know if she said this, but I know it was on them. You okay, Pastor? I just, I mean, it was like, this is a, anybody ever have a bummer in life? I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And Rachel says, why don't we track it? I said, track it? She said, yeah, track it. I said, let's track it. So Rachel, she does something, and she said, I got it. I said, where is it? She said, it's passing right now. <laughs> was that true? It was passing in front of the hotel. All my stuff, I think, is passing. I'm saying, let's go get it. It's 1.30 now. And I'm like, New Orleans, 1.30. And so it goes in this area. We jump in the car. We take off. We can't get to it. It's just in a hard spot. And this security man, he kept seeing this crazy white guy running around like he's lost and he's very concerned. And he comes up to me and he said, y'all got a problem? I said, no, I'm, I'm trying to find my computer, my laptop and all my stuff. And he says, you ought to not be in this area right now. This is not good. I said, I'm gonna find my computer. He said, well, how do you, how do you know where to look? I said, look, here it is, it's beeping. I said, it's right over there. I said, how you get there? He said, I wouldn't go in that area if I was you. I said, I want my computer. So he said, go that away. So we go there. It turned out to be the police department. The police department got my stuff. So I go in there, and I asked the lady. I said, somebody in here got my computer and my iPad. He said, how you know that? I said, I'm telling you, it led my, we tracked it. It's here. She said, it's not here. She, I said, it's here. I said, you need to, it's in this building. We knew it. It was in the building. She said, I don't know how you say it's in this building. How you know that? I said, there it is. <laughs> and this went on for hours, two or three hours. We sitting there waiting. She's checking out things. She, we got her saved. We got her radically saved. <laughs> yes. And finally she came out. I thought she was going to bring all my stuff. She said, how do I know? Now, she found it, but she said, how do I know that laptop and that iPad is yours? I said, ma'am, we're about to press the button, and the bell going to ring, and then you're going to know. So I said, Rachel, press the button. She pressed the button. All of a sudden, people ran out with my stuff. It's his, it's his, it's his. And so that was the good turnout. Then I lost my phone, left my phone at a restaurant, I didn't lose it. I knew I left it on the table. Went back 10 minutes later. It was gone. There's only three people in the restaurant. 
me and John started digging in garbage cans full of food looking for my telephone. I was not going to leave that. I said, one of y'all got my telephone. I'm not leaving here. And they're watching us look through the food for my phone, and I know one of them has it. Then we go in the dumpster. And then I just get totally upset, discouraged, and I leave. And, you know, that was the first incident. And that's when I ended out on the porch. And then Rachel came and, you know, we did that. But in the mix of all of this, I was standing under that patio, fully discouraged, down, distraught, and out. And this guy walks up. I saw him. Looked like he parked his Ferrari over there. Nice, nicely dressed. Good looking guy. Could really speak. He could articulate very well. And, you know, I'm just feeling bad. So I thought I'd just maybe witness for Jesus. <laughs> Didn't feel like it. So he walks up to me and says, hey, dude, what, what do you do, man? He said, I'm a film director or something. And they had been doing filming all over New Orleans. You couldn't get around. They had so many stations set up. I said, really? He said, yeah, man. I said, is that your Ferrari? He said, I got two of them. I said, really? And he went on and on and started telling me about all the money he had and everything that he was doing. And he even said he had his own jet. I said, wow. He said, what do you do? I said, I preach the gospel. He said, wow. He said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you out. He said, I can fly you anywhere in the world. He said, I got money. Whatever you want, I'll do it for you. I'm like, I'm coming back up. <laughs> I'm feeling good. And then, you know, I'm going to pop the question now. Do you know Jesus? And man, I mean, I am like, I'm feeling good. I said, dude, I looked at him straight now. I said, you know Jesus? You know what he said? I am Jesus. <laughs> I saw this guy just kind of fade down an alley. How many of y'all, I, I almost fell for that thing. If he wouldn't have said he was Jesus, I mean, that's a giveaway right there. If he wouldn't have said he was Jesus, there's no telling what I would have did with this guy. <laughs> you understand when discouragement comes, when affliction comes, when challenges come, when the floods come, when the rain comes, when the wind blows, you better have a foundation. Or you're not going to stand. You're going to be distracted and you're just going to walk away. You can walk away from the Lord. Wasn't that a good story? No short. They're not only uh, flighty, but they're also feely. See, we can't just be feely. That's good. Man, when you told that story last night, I mean, like, I, I like that. I like that. I like the touch. Who, who doesn't like the touch? I mean, I love the touch, but you understand. I know people that get touched and never get founded. And I know it's the beginning of something very good, but you got to get solidified, established, immovable. you got to get your eyes in this word. Now, just the word is death. 
just the spirit is flaky. That's number three. <laughs> you know, people say, well, this is, this is how you spot flaky. As soon as you try to help somebody, they got it. They don't need it. I love Jesus. They think you're judging them. You understand? It's just, they, they wobble. <laughs> they oscillate. They up and down. But the moment you try to help them or teach them something, they're like, I don't need that. I've seen that so many times about people getting married. They haven't a clue what's about to happen. Me and Sue, when we kind of got something going on in the house, we have like this, we have interactions. That's what I like to call them. <laughs> Not anger actions, interactions. These flaky people, they never ever consider the negative side. Now, you know, a faith preacher, you, you can't say that because everybody shuts down. You got to be prepared for anything. And to talk about the end results and the possibilities of things going wrong doesn't mean you don't have faith. It means you're a good planner, but you're going to follow the Lord. The Lord told you to do this, but when the Lord calls you, that's pretty easy in itself. You just have to say yes, but walking it out is sometimes the more difficult thing. But the way you receive the Lord is the way you walk in the Lord. But you have to plan. You have to plan a marriage. If you're going to start a business, well, the Lord got this thing. Well, I know he does, but you got to have some sense. You have to have some application of the written word of God. All right, I'm going to end right here. We see three things that happen to this life. This is really good. I hope you never, ever forget this. Number one really was the foundation. Number two was the uh, fool. Number three is the flood. And when I read this, we see three different areas <clears throat> where we can see where the flood was composed. The Bible says the rain descended. You know, in 2016, it, run, it rained 27 inches in one day. Still to this day, when it rains hard in Baker, I called Pastor Nick. In Central. In Central. I said, Pastor Nick, you okay? He said, man, I'm glad you called. Because if you've been flooded and the water starts rising, what you thinking? Every, every time he said, man, I'm so glad you called. Because he's, he's reflecting back. He's thinking back on what happened. And so when I hear the word rain, anybody how many, you know, ever heard the term, when it rains, it pours? Well, what that means is it's talking about a loss. It's talking about a disappointment. It's talking about something unexpected. Like my stuff was stolen in New Orleans. I didn't expect it. It just hit me. And so... The rain is always the unexpected. And listen, we live in a life that your life is not going to be perfect. Everybody's looking for this life to just be. <laughs> now you can have peace all the time in this life if your mind has stayed on the things of the Lord. But you understand there's always going to be challenges. 
So the loss, the disappointments, the unexpected, you know, a mama dies, a loved one dies, something happens to a child, all of a sudden an account is not paid, somebody owes you money, they backed out. Y'all understand that? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And if you don't have a sure foundation, you're not going to be Christian-like when it happens. The floods came. It says floods. Rain, that's plural too, floods. And when I started thinking about that, how many of y'all know there's a flood of filth in our culture right now? And if disappointment, unexpected, and, and things like that don't get you, get you, then it's just the culture, the filth, the things that people are doing all around us, the corruption. Ladies, not modest. Men just speaking these foul things to young ladies. And the things you see on TV and on Internet and Facebook and, and the way people think, it, it's just it's all around us. And it's just like when the flood came, people put sandbags. They closed their windows. But how many of y'all know when the flood came and the water started to rise, eventually it's going to get in that house. And if you don't have a sure foundation, the flood of the filth of this culture, it will so discourage you. It may happen in your own extended family. It may happen on the job. Anything could happen anytime, anywhere. And if you don't have a sure foundation, you could get tripped up just from that. Come on, somebody. The Bible says the winds blew. So we got the rain, we got the floods, and we got the wind. Who's, who's in this thing? Listen, the same thing that was coming against the wise man's house, it came against the fool's house. Exact, exact temperature, exact weather conditions, exact amounts of water, the pressure of the flood, everything was identical, but only one house stood because of the foundation. Tell your neighbor, dig deep. Listen, if you're not willing to dig, you may not last the storm. I'm not speaking that negative over you, but you've got to get your foundation right. You know, the Bible, and the, and the wind blew, that's adversity. That's the enemy. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4, 12, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial that, to, that is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. Can I say this? You don't know what tomorrow holds. Well, I'm blessed. You still don't know what tomorrow's holding. Well, the Lord showed me I'm called. Yeah, I know you called. But we really don't know. Well, I got a long life. Well, I know that too. I'm holding on to that. But you really don't know. There's a lot of unexpected things that can happen. I just read the scripture. Strange things. You, you never know. And so you have to have this foundation so you can weather the storm. You have to. And you can't hold on to somebody else. Eventually, you'll be on your own. You don't have your kids trusting in you. Have your kids trusting in the Lord. Don't have your kids trusting in your money, your success, and what you did. You need to teach them to build up. You need to help them build a foundation in their own life. And the last thing is the fall followed. The fall followed the fool. The flood came. 
The Bible says, nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands having this seal or having this guarantee. The Lord knows those who are his. The Lord knows who's standing on the foundation of Jesus Christ alone. The Lord knows who's digging deep. The Lord knows who's his. And you see that lukewarm person? That's the one the Lord's not even sure about. They're not for me. They love the world as much as they love me. They love their own life more than my life. Let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So part of getting your foundation right is getting your hands and your life and yourself and your mind out of the things of this world. She talked about the flesh. Don't make any provision for the flesh. The flesh has cravings and appetites and it will get what it wants unless you're standing on a firm foundation of Jesus Christ and it's him crucified and it's only him crucified. The Bible says, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is in Jesus Christ. Well, I love Jesus. Well, that should be your foundation. You can't renounce him. You're not going to be disobedient to the word that he speaks to you. You're going to be preparing yourself, being uh, equipped and trained for your call. It just your whole focus is to please the Lord because that's your foundation. Your whole foundation is to please the Lord. Well, people might not like me. My foundation is to please the Lord. You understand? Everything rides on you and Jesus via the Holy Spirit. Love the Father. Look at the life of Jesus and emulate it by faith through the grace of God and then have a whole lot of fellowship with the Holy Ghost. How many of y'all know a whole lot of fellowship with the Holy Ghost? Because the Holy Ghost knows the ways of the Lord and he can transfer it, transmit it to us in a way and he convinces us because he loves us also to practice the ways of the Lord when we hear him and then that foundation begins to be built. So you might be here this morning. Maybe you don't have the foundation of the Lord as Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. Now that's somewhat the easy part. <laughs> just accept Jesus. Now your heart's got to be right. It's just not something you mouth. It's righteousness is from the heart. You believe unto righteousness from the heart. You do confess with your mouth. But some people can try to make the confession a work and that won't get you anyway. It's, it's a righteousness. You know, you confess this unto the Lord out of your heart. I understand. I understand Jesus Christ is Lord. He came to live my life. He died for me. He died for my sins. He died for all of my failure and faults and wrongdoings. He died for, uh, for me that I won't destroy myself, but I will die now to him that he can give me life everlasting. And so that's the foundation. If, you hadn't, if, you don't, if you're not standing on that foundation, you're going to fumble and fall. The Bible says, a fool says no to God. So I just gave you God's plan for man. 
And only a fool would say no to God. Sometimes it's lack of understanding. But I just told you, it's very simple. You accept Jesus as Lord. He died for your, all your sins. He died for your sickness. He died that you would be successful. He did it all that you could have it all. He gave it all up that you could do just as he did. Just give your life to him and then you get his life. It's a great exchange. I don't know if that's you here that's you here this morning. If you're in the lukewarm position, Jesus is not Lord. Jesus is not first and foremost. So you're not on the foundation that you need to be on. Or maybe during my message, you may realize I have some patterns in my life. And I, I keep failing in this area. Might be re with relationships. Or oh, Pastor, when you said insecurity, I felt the finger of God touch me. Pastor, when you said fear, I felt, I, 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 it wasn't a good feeling, just like you were saying when you heard that word lukewarm. It wasn't a good feeling, but you knew it was truth. And the truth was penetrating the real you to get to you to help you. Rejection, Pastor, when you said that, Pastor, I have, and I said, you know, if you're insecure, it's hard for you to promote people. Many of you want to work for the Lord. You want to help people, but you're so insecure that you can't even promote anybody else because sometimes we're so insecure, we're just trying to promote ourselves to feel good about ourselves. Maybe you're here and you just feel needy all the time and you're tired of feeling needy. Anybody ever feel needy? You just always got so many needs. The Lord knows he died for your needs that you won't have no needs. He'll supply all of your needs. The reason you have so many needs, you hadn't totally given it away to the Lord. I remember when I got saved, I had all kinds of needs. But when I met Jesus, he fulfilled everything. It's like, wow, nothing changed but me. And now that I'm following him, he starts supplying all of my needs. Things just ravens out of jail, ravens, uh, quail out of the sea, bread falling from heaven, money growing on trees, literally. I cut trees. That's why I cut them. They had money in them. Y'all will get that later. <laughs> I cut your tree. I made money. So I don't know. Either you don't have a foundation or there's fractures and cracks in your foundation. And if the Lord spoke to you this morning, it would be a good time to acknowledge that crack. It would be a good time to acknowledge that weakness. It would be a good time to acknowledge that pattern of life. Round and around, round and around, round and around. If the Lord's speaking to anybody here about those two areas, Maybe you don't have the foundation, or maybe you have it. This is what happens in church. You could have a great marriage, but you fumble with finances. Or you could be a real good businessman, and you fumble in your marriage. We want a holistic lifestyle. You might have a good marriage, but your kids are crazy. <laughs> you, you, you might like family, but you hate church. It's family. You understand, so we're we not whole. We're still fragmented. 
there's, there's cracks in things. And so if the Lord, not me, but if the Lord spoke to you, I mean pinpointed an area in your life, this is your time of breakthrough. That area in your life, if you don't do something about it, you kind of get lukewarm in it. And what happens? There's no life comes. You just, you know, you just get apathetic. You don't care. You cope. You think that's the way it is. And then if you accept that, you start accepting other things. You begin to compromise throughout your life, different areas of your life. And you don't have to. Holy Spirit speaking to people here. He wants to grow people. He wants people to come out of where they are and go to the next level. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is, is challenging people in this place to step up, to step up. Quit coping with that. Quit putting up with that. Quit hanging around people that put up with it and cope with it. You need to come out from them. If that's you, just come up here right now. Just come. Just come as quick as you can. Just come. Just come. 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 Thank you, Pastor Clayton. Come. Come. I don't care how many altar calls you made. Listen, I was saved and kept making salvation altar calls till I knew I was saved because I was wobbling. I mean, I knew I was saved, but then things would hit me. They'd have a salvation altar call. I'd run up there and get saved again. I just put a certainty, a confidence that, Lord, I want to get this right. There's somebody here crying out right now, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Our hearts are clean in many areas, but there may be some areas it's not right in. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast. Who needs some steadfastness? In other words, you need some fortitude. You need some ability to stand when everything is coming against you. That's what you need. God has it for you tonight. It's His strength. It's His power. It's His might. Anybody else? Please come. Please come. Please come. Kevin, want you and John come up? Please come. Please come. Please come, Miss Ramona. Would you pray for Nikki, the lady on the end? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Jen, would you come play for Miss Pretty right here? <clears throat> so you come pray for Miss Carolyn. Say, Kate. So would you come pray for this lady right here? Thank you, Lord. Would you come pray for John Andrew? This is the guy when he was talking to me last night. I said, Sue, who does he remind you of? I said, he reminds me of John today. So pray for him, and I'm going to get a lady to pray for you. Come right over here, Lord. Rachel, come see. Nah, y'all talk too much. We'll pray for her. <laughs> I don't mean to separate y'all. I don't mean to separate y'all. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is good. God is so good.
Aaron, come see. That young man with the glasses, that's Cody. Go pray for him. Miss Lisa and Timmy, y'all come see. Would y'all pray for that couple at the end? That's, uh, who that is over there? That's Jason and Macy. God is good. Shelly, why don't you and Charlie come up and pray for Miss Laura? Ah, okay. I want them. I want y'all. We know each other. Really? And who is this? Apparently you got touched. Lord love you. Where y'all from? 